0: We welcome in Frank Cervali from the Daily Face-Off. Good morning, Frank. Morning, boys. How you doing? Ah, not good too good bad. Glad he's fired up to talk to you this morning. Am I? He, well, he was wondering about your big game at JPL and stuff like that. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, uh, I've recovered, thankfully. No <laughs> injuries. And, no injuries? Uh, Any goals? Any points? Yeah. Hey, look, at least three every game. And my son was like, three goals a game, dad. What ha- like, what kind of league was this? And I was <laughs> well, like, well, big there's, there's, there's no goalie. And he's like, well, then like, you should score at least three a game. And yes, I was like, thanks. Thanks for the vote of confidence.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what, Frank? Maybe the next time you're in town, you can suit up with the, the Duke's Tropicana Orangemen. They, they won 11 nothing last night, and the Duke had no points. Oof. zero
1: <laughs> 11 nothing and no points yeah. zero. I, was, I was emulating so there, my best body no, person. Ex- ex- exactly there. he was shutting down the opposition oh, zero yeah. goals oh, so, so you know so somebody has to be back there yeah. of the glass so nick, out duke boy. nick alberga from leafs morning take he came out to jpl with us and he did not score until our last game and I had one singular goal and i was like buddy if you don't score out here, like it's time to sell your skates on Kijiji. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy.
0: Uh I don't even know where to start, Frank. Around the world of hockey, I know how enthused you were with the uh, kind of release about the Utah expansion moments huh. after enthused, the hockey. Or Ca- I think yeah. the proper word is disgusted. Disgusted, yes. After the Hockey Canada uh, revelation, Hockey Canada is just on fire lately.
1: It's, uh, it's really the NHL that's on fire. Yeah, I guess. They can't, yeah. they can't get out of their own way.
0: Yeah, you weren't too enthused with it yesterday, Frank.
1: Enthused because, well, so, so I was getting this response on social media, mm. and people would say to me, but since when is the NHL in charge of the Salt Lake Entertainment Group releasing press releases? And I said, hold on a second. Are you new here? Do you understand? Just ask Jim Ball Silly, have you seen the movie BlackBerry? <laughs> if you want to get in to the NHL's world, if you want a seat at the table, you follow every single rule mm-hmm. yeah. that Gary Bettman tells you. You do whatever it is, and you stay in line. And there is zero chance, I, I want to reiterate this, a zero percent chance that a prospective owner Would willy-nilly, on his own, randomly send out a press release asking the NHL to initiate a formal expansion process without the NHL's express permission to do so? So, let's rewind this back. Okay, does the NHL know that this is coming? Yes, they do, because myself and many other reporters were asking them questions on Tuesday when Carter Hart took a leave of absence hey, is this connected to the 2018 World Junior investigation? And the NHL's response was, well, not our investigation. (laughs) Oh, okay, so any reporter worth his salt is thinking and then finds out that multiple players that were believed to be involved in this had told their teams, we expect that something may be coming. They didn't say what something is. But you know the team's rounded up the flagpole. You know that the NHL was prepared for this bombshell report that came from the Globe and Mail. And lo and behold, 27 minutes after that comes out, hey, everyone that's, that loves hockey, would you like some red meat? We're going to throw it over here in Salt Lake City, Utah, for you to come over and chase like a bunch of jackals. Hmm.
0: Well, that's, <laughs> I think you wrapped it up in a I nutshell just, I there. just sat back and enjoyed well, this. Laddie, yeah. laddie enjoyed that. Yes, yeah. I did too. Well, so
1: here is what didn't. Here is what I didn't hear. Because I, I did. I did see a statement with glee about how excited the NHL is for Salt Lake City, but I didn't hear one word from the NHL on sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Are Not they? One. Are, are they investigating it? And they. So the NHL is waiting for the London police service to conclude their investigation and not just present charges. They may be waiting until after this is fully adjudicated in a court of law. Why? Before they take any action. But how hard would it have been to say yesterday, we have zero tolerance for sexual assault. Any player that is connected to this case is not just on an indefinite leave of absence. They are hereby suspended indefinitely and can reapply for admission to the NHL at a date that we believe is suitable. Why, why is it so hard to issue a tough statement on sexual assault? And instead it's like, hey, no, we're going to coordinate press releases with Salt Lake City to get everyone talking about something else. I get spin and I get PR and I get crisis management and all those other things, but I don't think that's how businesses that have a true moral compass act.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah.
1: it's. You think the NBA with with Adam Silver? You think they would have said nothing yesterday? No, usually, you, like all all the NFL, MLB, they they usually are upfront about it no. like it's all over the media like people getting suspended or you know yeah don't run and hide they make strong statements when necessary and it feels like the nhl no matter what it is the chicago blackhawks sexual assault and how they denied that there was even any merits to the case before the investigation uncovered what was essentially a cover-up yes before with pride, t- pick the, the the hockey diversity alliance. Pick the topic du jour, and you can find the NHL on the wrong side of it every single time.
0: So, why is that? Why can't they get out of their own way, as you say?
1: I it it, it has to, when it's this consistent, it has to come down to the people running it. It's not a pr advisor it's not a crisis management group it's none of those things it's someone who as i see it puts franchise values and profit above making difficult decisions and statements would it be would it be the owners you think or gary or like like who would it be or a person that's you know, higher to it deal goes with it. right this. to the commissioner's office. That's, the that's commissioner, really right? Weird. Like the league has been run a certain way for a really long period of time. They've been incredibly successful. Franchise values, as we, you know, now mm-hmm. we'll talk about Utah and wherever else, are the best they've ever been. You've got billionaires clamoring to be part of it. Mm-hmm. But you fall way behind and you have, and I, I think it's BS that people say toxic hockey culture. Cause I think that paints with way too broad of a brush. I don't care what world you live in, whether it's in academia, whether it's in religion, the church, whoever it is, there's bad actors and bad people everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It can't just be like, Oh, well hockey, you know, they've got bad culture like that. That's that's crap. There's so many unbelievable people in this game.
0: So we know, Frank, uh, that where the London police is on this, ordering we these... We think we know. We, well, they, I mean, they've ordered the five players to surrender themselves, but not until early February will they hold any sort of media availability. Why is that?
1: So my understanding is that's because by then the period of time that they've given these players to report Mm -hmm. and, and surrender that time will have expired. And theoretically by then all of those players should have, you know, I I don't know what the proper Canadian term Mm -hmm. is Uh, in the U S we would say have been arraigned or have been presented with charges by then something should happen to at least allow the, London police service to say, Hey, yes, you know, we we are pursuing charges. Here are the details. Here are the five people that have presented themselves.
0: So here's one for you, Frank, and I don't know if you can answer this, but uh, having worked in TV and worked at global TV for 25 years, I did kind of a deeper dive on some uh, reporting that was done on this, uh, you know, two years ago And I found a couple of articles and a couple of reporters that said that they had interviewed various agents, agencies, and criminal defense lawyers. And I found them to say that their clients were, uh, quote, not engaged in any wrongdoing. So, of course, we're not naming any names here. But what happens down the road with, with that? Or is there anything that can happen down the road with that?
1: I'm I'm really not sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that.
0: Yeah, that's kind of why I thought maybe you couldn't answer it. But this was all part of, I guess, I, and this is Hockey Canada right from day one. Day one trying to sweep this under the carpet.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, when they made the, the multi-million dollar decision to settle the civil case that was part of this, that's really what began to get this uncovered. Is mm-hmm. First off, where did Hockey Canada get the funds Hmm. to do this? And as it was eventually traced back through reporting, they had a slush fund where from every minor hockey player that registers, they would take a percentage of those registration fees and and slide them over to this fund that was specifically designed to uh, cover Hockey Canada in case of sexual assault issues, violence, uh, you know, whatever might pop up liability-wise for them to handle. And I think, you know, Crazy. it's it's still really kind of early in the process here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Hockey Canada has been through a lot. They've totally had a house cleaning, you know, new board, new leadership. Um, they've lost a ton of sponsors, some permanently. But I think overall, in the grand scheme of this, process we're still relatively early like we still we don't know all of the facts Mm -hmm. we've seen some reporting but we've yet to see them be tried in a public way
0: yeah it's process is the key word here Frank we're going to switch switch gears and just get on your trade uh, update board and things like that and I was interesting to see Jacob Chikrin's uh, comments saying that he wanted to stay he wants to stay in Ottawa we had AJ Jakubik on earlier this morning but wanting to stay in Ottawa and um, the team thinking that it's best for you to stay in Ottawa moving forward I guess two different stories
1: yeah I think Look, when you consider the spot that Chickering is in, he was excited to go to Ottawa. I think he's been enjoyed that part of it. He's got family there. His grandparents live there. His sister lives there. So when he was traded there, it was was kind of a homecoming in a way. Um, But there's also, I think, been a somewhat fair amount of frustration, and I'm not limiting this to Chikorin, to everyone on that team with how much they've – underperformed this year and how poorly they've played as a whole like the fact that the Sens and Blue Jackets are neck and neck at the bottom of the Eastern Conference with how much of a disaster the Blue Jackets are as not just a roster but a franchise in general Mm -hmm. is is frankly pretty scary and so it, it also comes down to money. Like, they've got $8 million committed to Jake Sanderson and Thomas Shabbat on their left side already for the next yeah. foreseeable yeah. future. Chicker needs a new deal as soon as this summer. Are you committing to him long term? And if not, this point right now is the highest his value is going to be on this current deal, mm-hmm. knowing that teams can get two playoff runs out of him at sub $5 instead of just one.
0: Uh, hey, Frank, Laddie says he wants the invite to JPL next year. Like, wouldn't he we got be a spot as- for
1: you as long well, as you can drink a beer?
0: Well, no, that's out of the question. I'm in recovery. <laughs> okay. But I'm sure he could add some depth to the blue line there.
1: If you would ask me a year ago, yeah. if you were asking a year ago, I could, I, I could have drank a lot of beers.
0: Put you in we, shame, uh, guys. But <laughs>
1: we, we don't need any defense, though. So I, don't, I already don't well, move well enough. So uh, I, I've, I've got that part covered. Oh, I can play forward. Hmm. Okay, you're in. Power forward. Yeah. Well, See, f- I, I said before, the only thing is, which jersey are you wearing? Oilers Nation or Flames Nation?
0: Oh, Oilers Nation. Is- Come on. Come on, Frank. Yep. Come on, Frank. You're insulting me right now. <laughs> I'm sitting in an in a Edmonton studio. Edmonton, always. Edmonton, always. Hey, Frank, thanks, uh, as always, every Tuesday and Thursday. Have a great weekend, big guy.
1: You too. See you guys.
0: That's Frank they- Ceravali, daily face-off.